Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leibs and welcome to episode 24 of Coach Talk, a game day edition. Uh, We play tonight at 7 p.m. at home against St. Joe's Regional, another really great team in this conference. Um, As good as any team we've played all year, as well coached as any team we've played all year, we're gonna have to play our best football to win. And I expect it to be another close game like it was against Bergen Catholic, like it was against St. Peter's. And the big focus going into this game is just executing down the stretch. I think it's not what I told my kids yesterday is it's not good enough to come into this game ready to play. Like, no, you're not just ready to play. You got to be ready to finish. And we got to be thinking about how we're going to finish this game, how we want to finish each play and let those just build up, you know, and, until until the 48 minute whistle hits. And. And I think that, that we need to just be really locked in and understand that it's not good enough to come out hot in the first quarter or to really like, I think there was, we're such a young team. There was an acclimation period in the beginning of the year uh, where the kids were like, all right, we're in it. We're in it. Yeah, we're good enough to be in these games. There's so much uncertainty. You're coming off a two and eight team, still got, you know, you don't have a big senior class, still got, you know, a, a lot of growing up to do. And I think, you know, some of the in-state games at the beginning of the year, it was a feeling out process for, for a lot of the young players. Like, okay, we're in the game. We are good enough to play against these guys because they get caught up with all these, you know, big schools that have that have kids that have you know multiple d1 offers and and all this stuff and, and we're not built with those kind of guys this year we got one guy with a bunch of offers and then we have a bunch of really good high school football players that will be college football players we just don't have the eight or nine division one prospects that, that some of these other teams have and i think you know 16 17 year old kids that make up our team they get caught up in that sometimes and and we got to block that out we've we've, pro- we've proven that we belong in this league we're, we've proven that we're good enough as good as any team in this league it's just about finishing now it's about executing down the stretch and when big plays need to be made with four minutes left in the game, we got to go out and make them. And it's just what we haven't been doing. We've been playing well for three quarters or for two and a half quarters or for three and a half quarters. Um, but now we got to put a full 48 minutes together. And most importantly, the last eight minutes need to be our best. And, and we need to come into this game with the mindset that that we're coming in to finish this game, not just to, to get ready to play. Uh, we we got to go close it out in the fourth quarter because losing by three in overtime, losing by one, you know, that, that stuff doesn't fly. It's not it's not it's not acceptable just just to to be okay that we were in the game you know we, we this is a big big game for our program and, and we got to go out and win it's senior night we got to do it for the seniors and, and and you know it's an important task for us um cool story on a personal sideline hustle note is, is a year ago today i was looking at the the time hop app this morning a year ago today uh you know we were at wesleyan last year and they all got one pair of of nike gloves uh before the season started and by the time we reached what is it, like week five in, in the nescac right now by the time we reached week five, all my kids had uh, had ripped gloves. All their gloves were ripped. 
and we're out there literally setting records almost every game. We're, we've, we're number one in the league in every passing statistic, and all the kids got rip gloves. And I was like, this is ridiculous. We can't have what's about to be, you know, the best receiving core in school history be walking around here with ripped gloves. So I wrote a letter to a couple alums, uh, got some people to uh, to donate uh, a, a 13 pairs of brand new Cutters gloves. And to me, from what I've known, Cutters has always been the most durable gloves, uh, maybe not necessarily the flashiest or the best looking, but kind of always one of the higher quality gloves in the market. Uh, so that was one year ago today where we took a picture and sent it to the alums that, that helped us out and, and, and held us down with those gloves. Uh, so that popped up. And then this morning, I had a call with uh, some marketing people at Cutters about creating content for them and, and basically them hiring me as a content creator, uh, giving them some exclusive teach tapes uh, they could use to sell gloves and paying me uh, some money for that. And it's just crazy. It was just a cool full circle kind of moment. I saw that as soon as I woke up and then two hours later, she, the, the, the woman who called me called me like five hours early. So I was, I was driving in my car trying to run some errands. And all of a sudden I got a call from a California number and I figured it might be her and I was just ready to go. You know, I had what I wanted to say ready in the back of my mind, but I hadn't really been able to sit down and like calm down and review anything. I was kind of just winging it, but I think it went great. I think we're going to be in, in conversation with them to hopefully uh, give them some content and partner with them on a way that can really grow our brand and grow this business, uh, you know, kind of most importantly, get some get some revenue into the business that we can give back to it and, and really start to grow and, and build some some platforms with them, some things that, that we're working on that, that, that we'll be able to get jump started. So I think Cutters could be a, a really perfect uh, match and a perfect marriage because I believe in their product. Obviously, we, have, we speak very directly to wide receivers. They sell gloves to wide receivers and route runners, running backs, tight ends included. Um, so I think I think this could be great. Uh, obviously, we've done the uh, we've done the Cutters Glove giveaway, uh, which has been very very mutually beneficial. I think it's been really fun to engage with our audience that way and, and see so many great plays uh, by by the people that follow us and coaches sending their kids in as well. I'm um, trying to take that now to the next level and, and use our content and our influence in this space to help grow the Cutters brand if that's something they, they think they'd be interested in. But a cool cool full circle day where. You know, a year ago, we were, we were begging for, for some cutters gloves to get our receivers through the season, and now we're talking about working with them. So, you know, good day that way. Uh, being game day, I just kind of just thought of some of the, the game day buffoonery, as as we call it in the business, at least the guys I've been around. And there's just always crazy stuff that happens behind the scenes on game day. And it was one of the most shocking realizations to me when I got to Rutgers, because you know, you're at Rutgers, you're in the Big Ten, you assume like this is gonna function like a high level, high powered corporation. Everything's flawless, everything's taken care of, but it's not that way at all. It's not like that, it's not that way anywhere in football. Game day is controlled chaos, and there is buffoonery everywhere, and mistakes, and ridiculousness, and everyone's scrambling. And on the outside, it looks like it's polished, and you know, you're running plays that you've practiced, you look good in your new uniforms, you got everyone, you know looking the part, but it really is controlled chaos and buffoonery behind the scenes. Um, you know, like every day from, from from the inside, you're sitting there in the coach's locker room getting ready for the game and you got young coaches coming in saying the headsets won't work. We're, we're down three headsets. Our DB's coach doesn't have one. You know, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to use our cell phones to communicate during the game or, or you know, the, the lift's not working so we don't have an end zone shot. Uh, these are some of the, the high school problems. You know, we, we have uh, a uh, huddle sideline, which is like film on the sideline. You can watch, you know, we come off the field after an offensive drive, we have the film available to watch right there. Um, but sometimes that's down. And there's just all this like chaos behind the scenes that the players don't ever feel. But as coaches, you're always trying to do all these little things to, to kind of pick up the pieces. 
Um, and you know, it's, it's whether the call sheet ha has a mistake every, no matter how many times everybody puts their eyes over the call sheet. And this was my job at Rutgers where I would get completely obliterated if there was a mistake on the call sheet. No matter how many times you look over, there's always going to be one number off or one call off or something, some little mistake on the call sheet. And sometimes it's a big mistake where if we called the play with it written that way, then, then, you know, it's going to really mess up the play. And sometimes it's something minor. But, you know, just all these kind of things, you're just trying to put out fires all day just to get to the game where you can you can snap the ball and, and, and get to playing football. Um, but just a couple of, like, funny stories. One that really sticks out to me is uh, we were at Rutgers, and this is my first Division One a Rutgers college football game I ever coached. We are at Washington State in 2014 uh, playing in the Seahawks Stadium. And we had uh, an older coach who during uh, pregame was up in the booth up in the press box kind of watching the opponent and scouting what they're doing and and you know what like what what we had to look forward to or any tips they might have give us so we go through warm-ups you know all that stuff go through individual team periods all this we get back to the locker room and we call this coach on our cell phone uh you know to get the update We're like hey man like what you know what's the deal what'd you what'd you see up there in the booth and he has kind of like a high-pitched raspy voice and he starts coming through the you know talking about the coverages they were you know they were they were all one high Ah, uh, one high base, cover three, like all this stuff that like it's kind of just really general information that uh, that you know we needed to know, but but could be assumed. But the one question that we had that we weren't sure of was who who their safeties are going to be because one kid graduated, got drafted in the second round from Washington State. So we're like, hey, hey, who who are the safeties? And he goes, both of them. We're like both of them. What do you mean? One of them. One of them graduated, and he got he gets mad that like I we must have asked him a question he didn't know, and he goes, they are who we thought they were. And starts yelling at us in his high-pitched voice, uh, and so we came out there in the game thinking both of them. We lined up for the first snap of the game. We score an 80-yard touchdown uh, on the first snap, Nova to Leonte Carew. But the safety that was out there is like this 6'5", 240-pound kid. And we're like, Freddie, who's that? He's like, ah, he wasn't out there during warm-ups. And uh, you know, just the ridiculousness of game day, even at the Big Ten level, all the way down through high school to college. You know, D3, everywhere I've been. There is uh, game day buffoonery. We had a kid the other day, the, one of our backup you know, special teams guys forgot his cleats, and so our fifth-string quarterback wore sneakers the whole game on the sideline because he gave him his cleats. And there's just stuff behind the scenes that happens all the time. I want to I wanna put together better information on that, but there's just you know, a couple stories for you. Uh, that's all I got. Game day. Big, big game for Don Bosco Prep. We really got to gotta bring it tonight and have a great day. Uh, have an awesome weekend. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Reach. Hold up, brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Yeah, they used to never want to see my town. I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line. Now, running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop. Stop.